It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? I'm going well, Connor. I'd like to wish everyone a very happy Monday, a very happy yeah. start to the week. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, this is... This doesn't set you up for a bad week, this podcast. We will say out loud right now, we are recording this slightly early. Um, It is actually the day before, so if we miss any news on the Monday, then you can blame Sean. We're actually recording this February of 2020. I guarantee, Uh, (laughs) I guarantee there's going to be some massive news story tomorrow. And me and you will just be sitting there like, for fuck's sake. It always happens. Um, Anytime we try and get ahead of the game, they make news. Um, and I will also say that our next door neighbour has decided to redo his roof today. So if you hear oh, banging in the background, I'm not beating anyone up. There's no wars going on. Um, it's just a man and a hammer on top of some tiles. <laughs> Jesus, isn't that the purest way to spend a Sunday? <laughs> so, Sean, just a man and movie- his hammer. <laughs> Uh, so this is Movie Monday, Sean. And um, before we get started, I want to let everyone know if whatever platform you are listening to now, if you could give us a review or like and follow us on whatever you're using, that would greatly help us out. I don't know why the algorithm does that, but the more people that review us or give us five stars or follow us, it just it makes it better for everyone else. More people will find us, all that kind of stuff. That's it. It, grow, it grows grows the community and. Mm. Let's, let's more look I'll be honest we want more people to listen to our nonsense and ramblings because uh, then we can justify it as like hey we're, it's worthy of our time I, I want to ruin more people's days oh oh, that's that's the end goal here <laughs> <laughs> just ruin people's days slash weeks 
<laughs> so, Sean, we're starting this week with something I know is going to ruin your day. Ah, oh, And fuck. so, um, now, later this month, Sean, there's a certain little thing that's coming out. You've probably heard of it. Maybe not. It's you St. Patrick's really Day? Much. St. Patrick's Day as well. But around St. Patrick's Day, like two days after St. Patrick's Day, is a certain little movie called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Now, oh. that's coming out, and we're all very excited. Sean, you've told me you can't sleep with the excitement of, of knowing that it's coming. The, the, the excitement of knowing that eventually there'll be no more Zack Snyder's Justice League news, correct? <laughs> you were like tossing the dirt, it's like Christmas morning. <laughs> no more! <laughs> but Sean, because it's coming out in two weeks, that means that they're going to have to go, they're gone hard on the promotional stuff. Which also means there's lots more news around this movie. Now, there was lots of tidbits, because Zack Snyder's done a whole heap of interviews recently, and he kind of let slip lots of other things, and then all the websites pick up on it, like, Zack Snyder says this, Zack Snyder means this, but what the one thing that caught my eye was, there's because of so many of them, was the main was, was that Zack Snyder came out and said, Zack Snyder's Justice League ends with a massive cliffhanger, Sean, yes, Thanks. even when this is finished, it's not finished, Sean, oh, no, it is, though, like, no sequel is ever getting made <laughs> to that Justice League movie, it cannot happen. There is not but, a hope in hell. <laughs> but then we also don't get the resolution in the movie. Oh, so you're saying Zack Snyder's Justice League will be deeply unsatisfying, Connor? Is that what you're I'm getting thinking, at? I'm thinking this movie that's really just a reshoot of a previous movie we've already seen might not be the best. I Look, it's a bold claim. We'll see if it pays off. Um, I don't know why you would... Maybe they're trying to get out ahead of it. Because... Um, I can imagine if I watched four hours of a movie and it ended on a cliffhanger that's never going to come and I was unaware of it, I would be pretty upset. Um, now, honestly, it like it doesn't matter, first of all, so there's no reason to get upset about it. But then why do you seem a, so angry? I don't, it's just the person I am, I think. <laughs> You're just an aggressive man. That's Famously, that's what everyone I know says yeah. about me. Uh, aggressive Sean, they call me. They call they call him the wild, wild man of the West. And I live in the East. Um, but uh, the thing with... Don't anger him. <laughs> he hates when you get the, si- the directions wrong. <laughs> I, I live by the compass. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about it is, though, I, I, I do think it's as angry... Not as angry as I am, but as mad as I am about it, I do think it's better to say it in advance that, oh, this ends on a really big cliffhanger. Because he's already said, and Warner Brothers have already said, there won't be a sequel to this. Yeah, so this- they've, they've kind of set us up. And so Zack Snyder has come out and said, it was meant to be two more, more movies. So he originally had a trilogy that, in the news, he said he wanted it to be the Lord, like Lord of the Rings as a trilogy. Which... I feel like that's a pretty big claim to make. But he said it originally was going to be two more movies. It hints, as you would, at a potential other world. I'd plant the seeds, as I had wanted to, of what would come later in the films. That's in there. But as far as those stories that would would be to come, if ever that happened, which it does not look like it would... But I think it's easy to speculate based on that, and we can talk about that for quite a while. It is a cliffhanger. The movie ends in a massive cliffhanger, yeah. (laughs) Like, will it, though? Because if uh, if a cliffhanger is just, oh, it's Darkseid looking ominously at the Earth, that's 
that's not a cliffhanger as much as like if you know the film ends with Batman holding his own rib cage together. Like that's, yeah, that's a different good. kind of cliffhanger. That, that um, sounds pretty good, though. What, are you writing the sequel? I'm, I'm, I'm actually heavily involved in production. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to tell until now. Oh, also, one of the news stories, I'm throwing all of these in because I've seen all the headlines, is Justice League 2 would have taken place primarily within the nightmare world, was one of them. <laughs> so, oh, so it wouldn't have mattered. Brilliant. Wouldn't have mattered. So it was just kind of just, you know, at the end of it, they go, and then he woke up. <laughs> just a little dreamland, you know, for Batman <laughs> to live in. It's pretty fun! Joker's there! It's really good! Now, the thing is, I can totally see there being sequels to this in the form of, like, here's a comic book story, kind of following up on what would have happened. Um, Like what the Injustice games did. They had a really good comic run come out of them. Um, So I think that might be a way to, like, finish the story. But I don't think they'll... I don't think Warner Brothers will greenlight to Zack Snyder... Justice League films based off of the recut he did of the original film that that tanked and and, <laughs> and since then Batman has a tank what um, no and since then um, we've had two t- teaser trailers for Batman and Superman I think an Aquaman one is also planned um, but they have a Batman and a Superman teaser trailer and within we can start with the two of them in that the Superman trailer has uh, the teaser radio I should say has reveals multiple Superman suits in the Fortress yeah. of Solitude, which is actually a pretty cool shot. Um, Sean, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, no, it is a cool shot. And Zack Snyder is like quite good at, hey, here's, here's some cool shots. Yeah, that's true. I'm, I'm not sure how, like, these teasers, because we've seen in, like, promo material, and we saw a bit of it in the original cut of Justice League, is that Superman seems angry and evil when he comes back at first. Yeah, but he, he he was so sad beforehand, so you would have to be evil when you come back. That, that's the thing, but... <laughs> They're the two characteristics of good Superman. <laughs> evil and sad. <laughs> evil and sad, that's what makes Superman Superman. That's why everyone yeah, that's loves why he, him. That's why he's lasted this long. Everyone's always reading these comments, man, these are so sad and evil. <laughs> but, like, do th- does this trailer and the Batman one as well not just give it away that Superman becomes good in the end? He does I, help Batman up in his teaser trailer. Unless there's like, there's a, a, another frame after that where he just pushes him back down. <laughs> Let's go. He's like, yeah, come on up here. And it just goes, my mother's Martha. <laughs> Martha sends her regards, dickhead. <laughs> he just, he just, he Charlie Browns him and pulls the football away. <laughs> Batman, um, sure, the whole movie is like trying to be friends with him, and he just keeps like ha- going to high five him, and then going zoink and pulling his hand away. I'm not um, that read up on like the different Superman suits. I know there was a thing where there were, after Superman died, there were four separate Supermen yeah. in the comics. There, there are four suits here. Do you know? Like, do they correspond to those characters or what? Uh, I don't know if they correspond directly to those characters. One of them is the Man of Steel suit. Um, and then I think one of them is the new suit, the slightly darker one. Because I think the Man of Stu- Steel su- suit was slightly lighter, more blue. Yeah, and then they, like, they they turned the saturation down on it a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's the four suits, but it's, not, it's unclear um, what the suits actually are. I think... Um, but we know one of them's black, one of them's very light blue, one of them's a slightly darker blue. So I suppose I think Zack Snyder put that in cool shot, 
And I think maybe we will find out that it did mean something later on. But as of this moment, I don't know if it has been revealed what they were actually going for with those suits. Okay. And look, maybe maybe that's something that was in the original cut that they didn't get to expand on. So maybe we'll learn more about that. They could be just like other Kryptonian battle suits or some shit like that. Did you also uh, uh, hear that they were kind of teasing Ben Affleck's abandoned movie in the Batman trailer? Um, you hear Lex Luthor talking, and I think that's what he would have said to Deathstroke. To basically uh, be like, this is who you're, this is who you're going after. His name is Bruce Wayne kind of thing. And then that would have been the teaser into the Batman movie where it's Ben Affleck's Batman trying to fight off Deathstroke for the whole film. Right. That, yeah, that we never really got because of a whole bunch of issues all coming a together. A whole bunch of issues, yes. Um, now, I I do like... And, and look, I'm not mad on the Bat Tank. I know it's from a comic. I It, it, it seems a big jump compared to what we've seen from Batman in the past. Um, that he just has a full on tank but I do like the I think he needs a tank and a machine gun I think Batman's not complete unless he has the two of them there is it's like Batman and then most people say Batman and Robin I say Batman and Tank Batman Batman, Batman and Tommy gun yeah um, <laughs> Batman and Tommy does he have his Tommy gun no does he have Robin well he's not really great does Robin have a Tommy gun oh he does oh that's grand okay fair enough but I like the like swivel pan around shot I will say the Joker's laugh at the end of it, terrible laugh. Really don't like <laughs> okay, it. Okay, I think that Joker has been talked to death about... Many, some people like him, Sean. Some people maybe think he's a bit damaged, character-wise, Ooh. not just in him. <laughs> the thing is now is that we're going to have to, obviously, Connor, fly to America, get a HBO Max subscription. Yep. Yeah. Watch it and then fly back right after St. Patrick's Day. That's what's going to happen. That is going to be tough on um, during a pandemic, but I it feel is. like we can pull it off. I think we're essential, are we? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, I can wear my scrubs while I'm flying. Oh, God. Yeah, you have scrubs, do you? <laughs> I'm, well, no, I'm taking them from somebody else. <laughs> yeah, oh, the someone who needs DVD. them. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy at the desk is Zach Braff. Oh, shit. Oh, he's never going to believe me. Wait, no, he's in a daydream now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah this is Sean I think the main question is that all of this stuff between, about Zack Snyder's Justice League is being released um, it's coming out what day is it now I mean it's coming out in about 14 days 13 days um, Sean are you excited for this film after seeing all of these teasers and being linked all these things that are coming out and Zack Snyder slowly revealing more and more are you excited about seeing it um, no, but I'm curious. Like, okay, that's that I is a, a level. <laughs> yeah, I have a morbid curiosity about it. Also, I just need to highlight this: Zack Snyder follows one person on Twitter, and it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> of course, like, the only person Zack Snyder follows is Zack Snyder. <laughs> That's it. That's the only person he thinks is worthy of following. And he's like liking all the tweets. Like this guy's pretty good. He knows what he's talking about when it comes to Batman. He seems pretty confident. <laughs> Sound off in the comments, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to move on from Zack Snyder's Justice League. And as I always say, we will never talk about that again until the next oh, time we have to Aww. talk about it. Um, oh, good. So, 
we're going to move on to something you like, Sean. That is Star Wars. And so mm-hmm. Star Wars, as we've discussed, uh, I think a few weeks, months back, I should say now, the Disney... Um, the Disney had a big conference thing and they revealed all their new projects that they were doing and one of the Rogue One prequels that they were doing was called Andor yeah and it Cassian was, it was Andor be, spy movie thing yeah it was going to be based off Diego Luna's character in Rogue One so uh, they were going to be doing a project on that it's actually a series shot and what we've learned is that Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi is to return in Rogue One prequel Andor for re- for a recurring role. Excellent. Sean, what Excellent. does this mean? It means we're getting more Obi Wan content, Connor. But in terms of the timeline, this is before Rogue One. So this is Cassian Andor's rise up to that movie. So how old are we talking Obi Wan here? Uh, so Rogue One is set like literally a like it. It, it, Rogue One ends when A New Hope starts. So 30 years? 25 years? Uh, I think so. Oh, no, less. Sure, Luke is like only 18 or 19. He's meant to be in the first one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we're talking... Obi-Wan's been in the desert maybe 18 or 19 years at this point. Okay. Compared to when we last saw him. So he's about 50-odd, we'll say. A little over 50. Um, and I, I'm, I'm curious because the fact that it's a recurring role makes me think like he'll be travelling around the place with Cassian Andor in this as kind of a Baby Yoda style thing it's kind of a Baby Yoda style thing mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. imagine imagine the scene you and McGregor all wrapped up in a nice little blankie and Cassian Andor just trying to shoot guys around him. He's like, would you help? And he's just looking back at him with big, beautiful eyes. The, um... Uh, sorry, I, I, just, I just looked up um, Obi-Wan's age um, for all of this. So he was 25 okay. in The Phantom Menace. But Alex Guinness was 107 when he filmed that fit movie. So we're going to figure that out. <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll work all that in. Okay. Um, in Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan was 38. In A New Hope, which is Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan was 57. Okay. So, if the, if the Andor series is taking a f- place a few years before Rogue One, we could probably put Obi-Wan at being 50 years old. Um, Ewan McGregor himself, uh, how old is this man? <laughs> He's 49 I mean, years old. Oh, yeah, but Ewan looks 26. Ewan does so not look like Sir Alec Guinness, is what I'll no, say. No. You're telling me that chap turns into Alec Guinness in six years. What the fuck happens in this series that turns him into <laughs> Alec Guinness? Do you think there's maybe, like, there's some really harrowing shit, like Obi-Wan gets tortured and all of his hair turns white and he gets a mass of wrinkles on his face? And he just gets a lot angrier. And he Although, hates Star Wars now. I guess he has been living, like, in brutal condi- like, in the desert. He's not getting the fucking Coruscant spa days that he used to. Uh, yeah, I suppose. But also, Cassian Andor getting his own series. It's a pretty... I mean, what do you think of that character getting his own series? Did you want him after watching Rogue One? Was maybe he one of the characters you wanted to see more of? Not really, because we know where his story ends. And I would argue that like the stealing the Death Star plans is likely the the the, like, climax of that character's journey 
like that's everything he's been working towards and then he blows up at the end on a big planet um, um, spoilers spoilers but come on we all knew it <laughs> yeah um i i i i i'm not really that interested in what leads up to him blowing up on a planet i think like the story i saw in Rogue One was enough for me personally but that being said if you had asked me 10 years ago I wouldn't have wanted a Wanda and Vision series in the Marvel Universe do you know yeah so like and, it, and it can work if it's interesting and like they are doing the the Andor series so if they bring in Obi-Wan like Obi-Wan's getting his own series anyway but if we show where he is in this one maybe it can connect into his old series then later on like you could have a scenario where we just see Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan throughout all of his years and then suddenly I mean after over a very very harrowing 12 month span turns into Alec Guinness <laughs> just like it's like the when they, they drink from the wrong cup in Indiana Jones and just age real, real <laughs> See, quick. I, th- I think it's just they banked on the wrong horse. Like, most people age gracefully. Hugh McGregor just has stopped aging. It's like, you can't hang on. It's like hiring Keanu Reeves 30 years ago for a series. But now you can't, like, pretend that he's, like, actually what his age is. Because he hasn't aged. You just no, run into hasn't. these people. <laughs> it, it, like, it's... It, it, have you seen um, Christopher Robin, by the way, with Hugh McGregor in it? Uh, yes. Because that is Ewan McGregor trying to play, like, someone who has been through a life and is now tired and old. And he still looks great. <laughs> so, and so, do you think this series, I feel, personally, Diego Luda as, as Andor, or Cassian Andor, I, do, I did not find him interesting. I thought that he was probably one of the least interesting parts of Rogue One amongst that team that they assembled. And if we, they were going to do a series, I wanted some on several other characters before I got to him. But look, he was announced, fair enough. And then I'm thinking, okay, maybe it could be good. They now announce Obi-Wan Kenobi to appear in it. Is this kind of like a kick in the ass that they're like, maybe the series needs a bit of, I don't know, something, a bit of star power, as they say. Yeah, I think I I I do think that could be it that they're trying to get the fans on side a little bit, um, because yeah, I think everyone agrees that Hugh McGregor is like perfect Obi Wan. So any project that he's included in would automatically have just that bit of love behind it. Um, whereas, as you say, I don't think. And look, Diego Diego Luna did a fine job. Um, oh no, that Rogue wasn't One. anything against him. Like, I I didn't feel like. Oh, he's bad in the role. I just felt like that character probably wasn't the most interesting of the of the team assembled. Yeah, exactly. And like maybe and we've only seen him in one film and he wasn't really the main character of that film. Um so maybe they're just trying to give a bit more um what's the word for it? Prestige, I guess, to the project. Mm-hmm. Being like, no, we're putting like the fan favourite character in with this guy. We not like we are putting them on the same platform on this. Also, um, it would be really cool to have like Cassian Andor doing like secret missions as like a secret agent, and he has Obi Wan with him. So if it all kicks off, Obi Wan has someone there that he could protect him. That would be that would be great. What, oh, what if he's on a mission on Tatooine, and he hires Obi Wan as like a bodyguard scenario? Oh shit! Yeah, that'd be great. 
that would actually be clever. Okay, I'm on board. Yeah, okay, we're back in. We're back in. Because <laughs> Obi-Wan's involved, so you're just, your nerd brain automatically is like, yeah, no, pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, he's going to be an absolute badass at all times, yeah. right? <laughs> um, okay, Sean, we're going to move on from Star Wars to talk about everyone's favourite movie that we have, we've, the casting of this film is just getting better and better as it goes on. Because, Sean, I have more news on the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I did see this news during the week, I think, mm-hmm. and my God. So, so far, we already know that Chris Pine is involved, you've got Michelle Rodriguez, you've got Justice Smith, and you've got um, Roger Jean Page, so the, um, the guy from Bridgerton. So, yeah. you've got all those people in there, and I'm thinking, this cast is getting better and better every time they announce someone, but now, we've always said Dungeons and Dragons... Like the World of Warcraft movie, this could go very wrong, but it could also go very right. There's an inbuilt audience there, because now they have cast the villain for the Dungeons & Dragons movie, and that is going to be Mr. Hugh Grant, Sean. So Hugh Grant is in this movie as the this villain. ridiculous. I love it so much. <laughs> what kind of a... This is such a strange assembly of humans that are all really talented to do this movie. I don't... Like, I... And... I would never... If you had asked me to cast a villain, I would never have picked Hugh Grant. Like, he would not have popped into my head. But mm. now that it's said, I can absolutely see him being, like, you know, the cruel, evil lord of the land who makes everyone's life miserable kind of And I bet he'll, like, he'll he'll completely overact. Like, it's going to be... It's stouting, like, yes, muahahahaha, oh, that he kind is of like, style. He is going to be, like, Willem Dafoe Green Goblin levels of commitment, <laughs> yeah. I imagine. I want to see Hugh Grant shouting into a mirror. Yeah, uh, oh, shouting into a mirror. He'll there'll be... I wonder, like, I wonder, is he playing a human? Are they going to put him in, like, uh, weird fucking fantasy makeup and shit? I love that Hugh Grant signed up for this, is what I'm saying. He guarantee he knows fucking not about Dungeons and Dragons. But they were like, uh, Chris Pine is here, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith, uh, Roger Jean Page. They're all pretty good. And he's just like, oh yeah, well, if they're doing it, fuck it, I'll do it as well. I I, I did Paddington. I'll I'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah, Paddington's pretty great. Maybe this will be the same level as Paddington, but it won't be, Hugh. It won't be. Nothing can reach Paddington 2 levels. No, not oh, it's such a hell, a, a friendly movie. But D and D is gonna be this like and wait till this movie starts actually like filming, right? Because there's gonna be more wild stuff coming out about this. Uh, like we we just have casting at the minute, and we're already convinced. Oh, it, it's probably going to be at least all right. You know? Yeah. I think all those people would not sign on unless it was alright. Like, think back to the World of Warcraft film a few years ago. Now, World of Warcraft is massive, right? Yeah. And I would say World of Warcraft is probably bigger than Dungeons & Dragons. I, that's probably offending somebody. I just mean in terms of marketability, like how many people have played the game um, or played it regularly. But that movie did not succeed in any way because... It just didn't have a lot of name faces. It didn't have a lot. It didn't have a great story either. And so with this film, you can go kind of two ways. Personally, in my point of view, you could either go the Jumanji route, which is kind of like you're aware of the fact that it's a game and you kind of play up to the fact like that is, or you could go the World of Warcraft way, where you just enter into that world and it's like very fantastic, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Which would you prefer that they did for this film? 
I think enter into the world because like D&D as a concept, it is it, you are meant to be like existing in that world. You're not meant to think of it as a game really. Um so I think just tell a, just tell a fantasy story and if you use the D&D branding for you know some of the lore and get get a bit of fan recognition from it as well, that's grand. But at, at its core, it's just going to be a cool fantasy movie, I think, which is something that I really like. Um, and also, apparently, Hugh Grant's villain is going to be called Forge Fletcher. Yes. Which is, it, it's not from D&D, but that, imagine Hugh Grant being cast as that character 10 years ago. Yeah, and I think he's very conscious of the fact that he wants to be like these characters. They've also um, cast Sophia Lillis, who is from It and It Chapter 2, and so she's going to be joining the cast as well. But So you've Chris Pine in the lead, and you've got now got Hugh Grant, who's going to be playing the main villain. And so Do you, then you think have all... Go on. Uh, Chris Pine will be Hugh Grant's estranged son in this movie. Oh, 100%. I mean, either son or, like, nephew. Yeah, or, some relation. Yeah, some relation. So they have to be just, like, they have to know each other. And they're going to be they're gonna be good friends at one stage. But Hugh Grant, he's too evil, Sean. He just... He's, yeah. He, oh, yeah, he can't... They can't go down that same road. They have different no. views and such. They have different views. One that wants to take over the world and one of them doesn't. It's too different. <laughs> There's no middle ground. <laughs> There's no middle ground, you. So, Sean, I ask again, as I always ask with every new story we get about this movie, are you excited about the Dungeons & Dragons movie? <laughs> I really am. I'm surprisingly excited about it. I really want it to be Because at the start, good. you were not. At the start, I was sure they would fuck it up. But yeah. now I'm like... This this is honestly one of my most anticipated movies currently like in production. It's coming out in 2022, so May 27th, 2022 is when it is coming out. That's a tough um, slot as well, like the start of summer. Yeah, that, although to be fair, cinema is nothing at the minute, I think they're just pushing everything back. So I actually think 2022 is going to be so fucking packed that I think it's even tougher than it normally would be. Oh, that's true, because there's this backlog of movies that are waiting to come out. Like, No Time to Die, for example. I mean, that won't be out by 2022, Sean. That will <laughs> never come to, out. I think you need to schedule that for 2027. <laughs> oh, grand. So we'll be, we'll be long gone, Connor, before that movie Anna, comes out. Anna de Armas will have retired from acting at a, at a ripe old age of 75, and that movie will not have come out. <laughs> but the calendars will still be made. <laughs> yeah. um, so yes that is the Dungeons and Dragons movie we will keep you updated on any future updates because that movie gets better and better looking and now I'm going to be more like before I had no stakes in it but now if it's bad I'm going to be disappointed whereas before I was just like a oh, yeah, video game or board game movies they don't normally succeed yeah. might not be great but now if they fuck this up I think it's worse because you, you've dared to hope now yeah, I've I've allowed myself to believe, Sean. Um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And this is something that, Sean, I believed in last week. And I felt like you pushed back against it and you didn't like it. And right. that really offended me. And so we're going to have to talk more about Robbie Williams, his biopic oh, based on his really? life, Sean. Do we have yes. to? We, well, we do because I have further news. And that is that Robbie Williams will be in the film 
and he will be played by a CGI monkey in the biopic based on his life. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? What does that sentence mean? Cause I- Robbie Williams to be played by CGI monkey in biopic based on his life is the headline that has been put in a newspaper. Why? What does... Robbie Williams, yeah, the man, the man is being portrayed in the biopic about Robbie Williams, the man. Yeah. He is being portrayed by a CGI monkey. No, I think there's another man going to be portraying him, and Robbie Williams will be portraying a CGI monkey. Oh, right. I thought a CGI monkey was portraying Robbie Williams. Excuse me. So the movie will be called A Better Man and will explore the demons that Williams battled offstage while he rose to the top of the music game, Sean. But it is hard to see where a, a monkey fits in there, to be honest with you. Is the monkey like a... Reg- like a, a, a Is he through the whole movie? Is it just one scene? I, I, maybe it's through the whole movie? Um, director Michael Gracie had previously said as for how we represent Robbie in the film that bit is top secret but surely he's represented because it's about him yeah he's in the movie Sean and now he's also a monkey but I don't don't. Connor (laughs) okay continue with the quote I'm sorry I feel like I'm going mental yeah this movie gets stranger and stranger. We talked about last week how Robbie Williams getting his own biopic seemed like he should be further down the pecking order for biopics of famous musicians than he actually is. But this kind of confirms it that now I'm actually slightly more excited to see what kind of batshit stupid stuff they're going to do for this movie. This is... But I, I'm actually speechless. I, like, I'm not putting on... <laughs> How does this... Who? What fever dream did they have in the writer's room? How How did this get approved? What studio said, "Do yeah, that's fine? Um, I, I feel like a studio that maybe he set up himself. That's possible. You know what? That is possible. But all, yeah. like... <laughs> I well, hate Michael this Gra- so much. Michael Gracie was also talking and Sean I, I've got further updates on how this movie is going to be structured so not only do we have Robbie Williams playing a monkey that's CGI we have a guy probably a different guy playing Robbie Williams being sad but all Robbie's songs will be resung for the emotion of the moment if in his life he's in at the depths of despair he's not going to sing a song as cabaret flying by in showmanship it's going to be broken a cappella Stripped down, because that's where he is emotionally. <laughs> oh, in so of- all of the production that goes into yeah. pop music to make yeah. it as listenable and easily accessible as possible, they're just getting rid of all of that, and it's just well, a man singing. what if he's singing. sad, though? But if he's sad, surely he can have a sad song. There's lots of yeah. sad movies with sad songs. <laughs> in moments of pure joy, though, Sean... You'll get songs sung in this whirlwind of hysteria, says Michael Gracie. Yes, I'm locked in. Robbie Williams playing a monkey. Another man playing Robbie Williams. Give me the biopic. I want it like Rocket Man, but on drugs. Sean, what are your thoughts? This is... 
this is fantastically dumb. <laughs> I am, honestly, there are so many projects that don't get greenlit. And this is happening. <laughs> like really good movies. <laughs> or sequels to movies that will never happen. Like, yeah. like Zack Snyder's Justice League 2. Yeah, that we'll never see that greatness, but we'll have to sit and watch a Robbie Williams biopic, Sean. Oh, I'm not watching it. That's the thing. I you will are. not watch. I'm going to do a review. I'm going to. F- I'm going to make sure we do a review of this film because we've covered it twice now, and I feel like if we don't do a review, it's letting the listeners down. I don't think the listeners give a shit about Robbie uh, Williams. It's a CGI monkey, Sean, and he's played by Robbie Williams. Think of a monkey singing angels. I can't. That's why I need to see this. Surely you could just put angels over footage of a monkey moving his mouth. Um, I mean, <laughs> that sounds so bad. Yeah, you could. What about? But what about if we watch the monkey dance to rock DJ? I think I'd like to see that. Um, I look. I but the thing is, Connor, I would watch like a trained acting monkey do that. But it's going to be a weird CGI Robbie Williams acted monkey. Yeah, but you know, actually, did Lion King. Do you you know what I want? Is I want the. Like the pre VFX shots of Robbie Williams dancing around in a ping pong ping pong ball <laughs> suit like a monkey. <laughs> you think he's going to do this himself? Oh, without it, what's the point? Well, I mean, he's probably just going to do the voice. I'm sure they're going to get Sorry. somebody else in to do the monkey. Sorry, the monkey speaks, does it? Oh yeah. Well, they're not going to get Robbie Williams in to play him if he doesn't speak. But look, I, I, why is it? This is horrendous. This is the worst concept I've ever heard. I think this is the best concept. I think this is a concept that's happened. You are wrong. Is that Robbie Williams got really drunk and he just started really just rigging his agent saying the most batshit crazy stuff out. And his agent was like, yeah, Robbie, we'll let that happen. I mean... I'm fucking... This is someone who's been given too much control over a project. Or, imagine being the guy who, like, came up with the idea for the monkey and then had to pitch that to Robbie Williams, thinking, (laughs) oh, he'll never go for this. And then he loves it. (laughs) Yeah, he's like... No, he's he's after going through all the lists. Okay, we could have you as an extra. We could have you as the talent agent who finds you and, like, discovers you. Um, we could have you, you could play Gary Barlow. I know that's fairly do- low on the list, but you could play Gary Barlow. Um, well, you could play an interviewer, maybe, like, you're interviewing the guys, and this is Take That on the Rise, and all that stuff. And then Robbie's like, no, no, I just, I don't like it, Tom. I need, I, I don't know what I need, but I know it when I hear it. And then, like, Tom is just, like, going down his list, he gets to option 407. You could be a fucking monkey? Tom, Talk why didn't to you fucking start with that? <laughs> Jesus Tom, Christ. we've been here for days. <laughs> Full beard. <laughs> There's just coffee cups everywhere. Tom, why did you not start with telling me I could be a CGI monkey? 
Well, Andy Circus wasn't available, so we'd need someone to be in the ping pong <laughs> ball suit. We need you to do the next Planet of the Apes movie. <laughs> I think this would be great practice. We're going to do another trilogy, Robbie. <laughs> and I think I think this could be your tryout. <laughs> Matt Reeves is the executive producer on the Robbie Williams biopic. <laughs> <laughs> they bring him in, and Andy Circus is there as his acting coach. So, so just imagine you're a monkey. All right, I'm with you. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> Okay, lads, I'll talk to you later. Go have a good time. Okay, bye, lads. Um, Sean, what are you? Are you excited or not excited about Robbie what do Williams? You think? What do you well, think I think you're excited. Is? I'm getting vibes of excitement. This is oh, it's the. I'm not going to see this, Connor. I, this is an hour and a half of my life. I will never get back. I'm hoping it's going to be two. I'm hoping it's going to be two. So <laughs> I, I don't think you can tell it all in ninety minutes. I think I need to see the two hour or two and a half hour mark past before I fully grasp the plot. I, oh, Robbie Williams is going to have too much of a hand in this. If someone's, if you're making a biopic about someone, I don't think that person should be too involved because you can get like rose tinted glasses and stuff. Again, (laughs) the monkey seems weird. Has he ever, if I Google Robbie Williams monkey, what do you think is going to, well, it's going to be that news story now, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be that new story, but I also think he probably has dressed up as a monkey once. Maybe he likes monkeys, maybe he likes the zoo. Uh, there's a song called Me and My Monkey. Oh, there you go. Now, you're, now, now you feel stupid, I'd say. I, I don't feel stupid. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sean, do you want to move on? Please. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, and that is about Star Trek, Sean. Um, so there is going to be, there's, there's been a lot of talk uh, over the last probably few months, even a year, that there have like all these uh, Star Trek thoughts of possible movies they're going to do. They even had Tarantino come in, and he was going to, um, he was going to do his own movie, or if he was going to do Star Trek 4, which is going to be the sequel to all the Chris Pine ones, and there was just a lot of confusion about where Paramount Pictures wanted to go. But now we have finally clarified that Tarantino is out, right? Right. But that the new Star Trek movie is also going to be coming um, from Paramount Re- uh, Pictures, and that it reports that Kalinda Vasquez has signed on with the studio to write an original Star Trek movie with J.J. Abrams Productions producing, Sean. That is his bad robot production company. So J.J. Abrams is doing it through the production side, but um, Kalinda Vasquez is writing it. So, they're doing an original Star Trek movie that is going to be separate from the past trilogy they only just finished like three years ago. Was it three years? My God. Um, I feel like it was three years ago. When was the last one? Uh, most recent Star Trek movie. See, the thing is, I really, I, I quite liked the first Star Trek the, of the reboot. Um, Star Trek Beyond 2016, so five years oh, 2016. ago. Uh, not, to be fair, though, it's still far too recent for a reboot, I think. Yeah. Um, I think you could conceivably set it in the same universe that, like, all of the things we've seen in these most recent movies, they all happened. Um, but maybe you do like a a Jean-Luc Picard style thing, that you have a new captain and a new crew, do you know? Um, you, you actually very well could do like a next generation type thing, where it's just like, yeah, all the Captain Kirk stuff with uh, Chris Pine, that all happened in the past. Here's the new crew and the new stories. 
Well, yeah, like, the TV series cover that as well. Like, you could just base it off a different crew, as you said. Like, you don't have to always go to Captain Kirk and Chris Pine. You could, yeah, and, no, and Spock doesn't have to be there. Exactly. Now, what I'm, say, like, what I'm saying there is that, like, it can be a new story, but they don't necessarily have to write all those other films out of existence. Do you know? Like, because they've done a lot of universe building in those. Um, so it would be a shame to kind of start all over again. Um but I, I, I do think that it, it is cool to see, to see Star Trek movies. Like, they're all pretty good. The first one, I think, is the best, and then it kind of falls off a cliff. Um, but, a, you know, a new, a new view and a new story and a new, maybe, crew um, could be really good for the whole franchise. And do you think that there is... I know Star Trek is a massive property, but, like, do you think... It will have the same hit as say, the chosen nine one. I just said like that is really it's a good film. Like it's a really good film. And number two kind of falls down slightly. And number three is a is a fun romp, but I would say number one is a good film. But it also came perfectly that it had it had been away long enough that Star Trek was new again, and you could do the thing of like oh we're showing it to a whole new generation and we're after updating everything. Whereas I feel like if you do another movie next year about Star Trek, people will immediately think, oh, is this number four to the last movies that i seen? Yeah, and that is that is the danger, I suppose. Um, but, like, I think in terms of competition, I think it's Star Trek would be in a very good place because it's, it's always been compared to Star Wars in a lot of ways. And the last Star Wars movie people were really soured on. So what I think, if somehow Palpatine was in Star Trek? Oh what if he just came God. back? If Ian McDermott was Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, no, I want Spock to be sitting there and he just turns around and he's just like, holy shit, Palpatine is back. And everyone's like, who the fuck is Palpatine? Oh, you don't get it, story. guys. <laughs> it's a long story. It's, um... Like, I'm... I, I, I think Star Trek could position itself as, oh, we're the... You know the proper space adventure, if you get me. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, and as you said, there is a gap in the market. Although Star Wars, I mean, is always going to be Star Wars, and that that whole market they kind of have a clamp on the Disney Plus market as well. Um, they have all these series coming out and future films planned. But I think, I think Star Trek. Like, you can do some really, really cool stuff with these characters. And, and they don't have to be Spock and Kirk, as we've said. But those movies are also good. So, it is interesting that they're rebooting the whole thing again. And they're just kind of going again. Instead of, they had Tarantino to write an R-rated Star Trek movie at one point. But he ended up walking away from the project. Um, you'd have, you'd have some sort of scenario, maybe, that this new team, as you said, they come in. And they're like, oh yeah, a hundred years ago, that weird shit happened. Now we're going to have a brand new scenario of problems. Yeah, and and look, there's and there's precedents for that in Star Trek history, I suppose, and Star Wars, and Star Wars, but <laughs> to varying levels of success. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think this could make a lot of money? Is really the the idea? Do you think the world wants another Star Trek movie, or would you? I don't know, I was going to say rebranded, but Star Trek is the name. So I suppose you just have to go with that and hope that people don't consider it as the fourth one or a prequel to those films. Yeah, I think... You, I, I, 
I think you just need to market it, just lean into it and just be like, no, it's Star Trek, whatever. There's no number on it. Um, and then if people are into it, they'll be like, oh, okay, it's a new story. If people saw the last one and are kind of interested in a sequel, they'll see it anyway, but they'll be caught up in the first five minutes that like, oh no, it's a different set of characters or a different story or it's all new, you know? Just even have a picture of Chris Pine on the wall and somebody's walking past him going, before they go on their mission, like, he was the best captain we ever had. Oh man. What a rogue. But what what a rogue. Oh, he ate that apple and he was all cool. But my God, he was handsome. He had some really weird stuff with Spock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to move on, Sean, to our next piece of news. And this involves... Another live-action Disney property. Now, this is not the announcement of another one, Sean. I want to just prepare you. Okay. It's a casting announcement of one we already knew was happening. Right, okay. Is it The Hunchback of Notre Dame? It is not. It is Pinocchio. Um, oh. So they are going to be doing a live-action Pinocchio film, Sean. Um, now, we've kind of talked about that Tom Hanks was going to be in the movie as Geppetto. Yeah. But you also had Luke Evans from Beauty and the Beast. He was added as the coachman. But now Jiminy Cricket has been cast, Sean, in this live-action Pinocchio movie. There is one person Who? I will accept for this. Okay. Is it Jack McBrayer? It's not. Oh. It's, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh! <laughs> what do you think of JGL? <laughs> really? JGL decided to be Jiminy Cricket? Yeah. I think he seems like a fun kind of guy, though. Yeah, he is. Um, he's up for a laugh, I think. Mm. Um, that's that's a weird. I can't imagine because Pinocchio, uh, fucking Jiminy, is quite like, uh, like like so- a southern drawl kind of a thing. I can't imagine Gordon Joseph Gordon Levitt doing that, unless he just completely changes the voice. I guess. I, I suppose he can, but like I. What do you think it is casting, though? So you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt now within the cast. You also have, um, as we mentioned, you've got Keegan-Michael Key, who is also in this as Honest John. And not only that, but you have Tom Hanks playing Geppetto, which I think that's actually a pretty strong cast for this live-action Disney remake. It is. It's a good lineup. Weirdly, like... I'm not mad on the remakes. Pinocchio is the one. I think I said this when the announcement came. It's the one I like kind of tenuously allow for some reason. Uh, why? I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Um, but it's like, I think it's because there's already been live action Pinocchios and stuff. Um, yeah, so I suppose it's just like another remake. What can you do? Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, it's, I, I, I like the story of Pinocchio. It terrified me as a kid. Yeah. Um, because, you know, he gets turned into a donkey because he was bald and some shit. Uh, <laughs> and you were like, fuck, that's going to happen to me. Oh, fuck, I better be good. Uh, <laughs> now I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, your parents used very strange methods <laughs> to, to get discipline. Effective, though. Effective. John, if you do not clean your room, you will be turned into a doll. I don't want to stress that enough. Oh. Fair point, Dad. Thanks very much. <laughs> you know what? You answered my next question, which was, what the fuck will I turn into? Fair enough. <laughs> Asked and answered, sir. <laughs> uh, but you know, I like 
Tomahag is Geppetto, I think, was perfectly cast because I can kind of see him as the, in that perfect look. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jiminy Cricket, I think that's like a very strange role, but I also think it could be a heartwarming movie, Sean. We could have a good remake from Disney. That is... It, to be fair, none of the remakes have been outright bad. I just think they're unnecessary. No, they're all bland. The, yeah, they're all like the milk toast version of a, of a Disney story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the animated ones, the original ones are, you know, they exist and they're better and they're good. Um, and you don't have to watch the remakes if you don't want what to. Th- what did you think of uh, Lion King? I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. But you, you won't mean the animated one and the live action one. Oh, I've not seen the Lion King at all. I've seen Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. <laughs> What did you think of all of the announcements? The, I, I know what one you were very excited about was the Lilo and Stitch live action oh, that we were going to be getting. That one is increasingly good, dumb the more I oh, learn. What are you talking it. about? Robbie Williams is playing Lilo. I'm. No, he's not. Is he? He's also playing Stitch. He's Lilo and Stitch in some yeah. kind of mocha, and they're both monkeys in this? He's stretching his acting capabilities these days. He's really trying out for Matt Reeves' next trilogy. For the Batman. For the Batman. He's like, one of his agents has told him that he can become Batman. All he has to do is act in all these fucking movies. The day Robbie Williams becomes Batman, I walk from this podcast. The day Andy Serkis loses every gig in Hollywood because Robbie Williams takes over as the guy who comes in and does CGI animals. That is the darkest timeline. (laughs) Andy Serkis is unemployed. Shit, I shouldn't have taken those years off to do Black Panther. Oh man, I had all that. I had every single role lined up. Oh, I just—I ended up talking about SoundCloud and rap. <laughs> so, Sean, yes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has joined as Jiminy Cricket in the Pinocchio film. So that is that is locked in. That cast is getting better. Um, I'm—I wouldn't say I'm excited to see it. But I'm interested for the first trailer, if that makes sense. Like, I want to see the first trailer for all these movies, and then I can say, oh, it's bad, or oh, it's good. Yeah. Now, the thing is about, like, when we see the trailer, I can already picture what this movie looks like in my head. Mm. Um, You know, it's going to be that... Does it have Robbie Williams? It does, in every scene. Okay. Um, But not, like, in the scene. He's just on on frame, uh, dancing. (laughs) As a monkey. As a monkey, of course, the only way to yeah, properly well, dance well, of course, is not, That's a fucking ridiculous question to even ask. I know, that's, I take it back. It's not even ridiculous, Connor. It's an ignorant question. Of course <laughs> he's a monkey. Sorry, of course he is. <laughs> and I like how he gets ten years down and he's like, guys, I, you know I can sing as well. Just dance, Robbie. Just <laughs> put on the monkey suit and dance. <laughs> dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> Sean, would you like to get to our big news story of the week? Oh, was it not the the Pinocchio casting news? It was, was not, not the Pinocchio story casting. Um, no, it has something to do with Marvel Studios, Sean. What? <laughs> yes, so Marvel Studios has reportedly started developing an X-Men movie titled The Mutants. And that is our big news story of the week, Sean. So Absolutely. We, what are your thoughts on this? Absolutely excited. Yes. Uh, curious more than anything. Um I don't know, uh, are, are you caught up with, let's just say, every Marvel thing, Connor? 
Uh, I am caught up with every Marvel thing, but I feel like a lot of the listeners might not be. So how deep do you want to go? I just want to do a blanket spoiler warning for okay. the, uh, any Marvel things that currently exist in the world. He means one division. Yes. Spoilers <laughs> for one division. <laughs> just to make that clear. In case someone's like, well, one division's DC. No, no. he means one division. I just yeah, but but when you say there's a spoiler for one division, people are like, ooh, are mutants related to one division? Um, okay, yeah, I, I can make... Well, I suppose, yeah. But, okay, for the next 60-second, spoiler warning is locked in. Sean, go ahead. Right, okay, so... We we all talk Quicksilver from the Marvel, from the Fox movies would come over to the MCU. Uh, that was fucking wrong, um, mm. which I think was a incredibly dumb move on Marvel's part. Because and look, I get um, like I built all this stuff up in my head, but if you cast an actor who's famous for playing a version of a character that is missing from your existing universe and you cast him in that universe and then you just say oh no he's just some dude i think that's um that's that's bad form honestly it'd be like having hugh jackman play a random security guard yeah Um, i can see where your logic is yeah yeah now in terms of the mutants movie Okay, can we raise the spoiler warning spoiler warning lifted i just needed to get that off my chest (laughs) good stuff uh, so uh, the mutants I'm really interested to know are they going to do a thing where oh the mutants existed in the MCU all the time they were just hiding or I've, if mutants hmm. suddenly appear in the world see I think you have to do they suddenly appear because unless like I think it's very hard to pull off the story of oh they've always been here but they were in hiding Especially when, like, there's been so many times where the world is in peril that at least one of them would have shown up to do something. That's true. And there's I don't think there's a lot of characters that you could, like, retroactively say that they're mutants. You know, like... I think a, one division or, like, Wanda's probably the only one that you could. Yeah, and, and apparently, like, it, it magic is... Just, because magic is a thing as well. And magic is more established in the MCU than mutants are. You can just write characters like Wanda off as being magic, as like pure magic. Yeah, um, and and there's also superpowers. In a weird, like there's magic and there's superpowers, and Thor is a god, and that works in comic book form. But if you raise up the fact that oh, there's gods and there's magic and all that on one side to the audience, and we've known that for what since 2008. No, probably 10, 2010 when Tor came 2011. Think, yeah. So, like, you've known it since then. I think it's a lot harder to go, oh, there's also just some people that have mutant genes in them and that they're also just there, but they're different from Tor. He's not a mutant, he's a god. And some people have superpowers and some people are mutants. Yeah, these are, the, like, it's, it gets messy very quickly. Um, I had a theory... Because I've told you about... There's a comic, Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. Yes. I had... I just I was just tying around to this and like, what if you did like a Deadpool makes the mutant universe? And it's Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds, who will appear in the MCU, uh, hopping around universes, picking his favourite versions of X-Men characters and just dropping them into the MCU. Really? Okay. 
Um, but then you'll have people complaining because he didn't pick their favourite one. That's so also true. And Hugh co- Jackman wouldn't do it, and Patrick Stewart probably wouldn't do it. No, I, I think those people and like they're they're happy enough to retire because they had great roles. Like Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart both finished on Logan, and I don't think the two of them want to come back ever. Like if you finish on Logan, and that was so perfectly done. Um, Maybe for like a 30 second cameo, but even then, I think you would have to make a truckload of money, arrive at their house, and just be like, just show up for 60 seconds on one day on set, just to do this one shot. But I think once you bring the mutants over, like, they're going to be doing, they're calling it the mutants rather than X-Men, as um, they had Marvel Studios have come out and said that they felt that the X-Men name was outdated, since there's so many women members, which, I mean... I feel like that makes some sense. And also it differentiates you from completely from the Fox universe. Because they have the X-Men series where you can have the Mutant series. Which Ex- is the same characters, but it's just different. Yeah, exactly. Like In terms of um, like even a Google search, imagine if there were two movies called X-Men. One that came out in like 2000 and one that came out in 2025 or whenever it is. Like It just makes it easier to find and differentiate, as they say. Um And it also gives room for it to be an origin story because it's not a story about the X-Men. It's a story about how mutants came to be, if that makes sense. Do you use... um, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler for WandaVision or anything like that, but do you use Doctor Strange and Spider-Man to not only introduce all the Spider-Men, but to introduce the mutants, as we've been chatting about for the last while, but now it's confirmed they are doing a mutants movie, and I think it makes more sense if they come from a different dimension than if they were always just there. Yeah, but... I suppose... Okay, I'm in two minds about it, honestly, because on the one hand, if they're entirely new characters in our universe, then, you you know, you get to really establish what these characters are, what their powers are and what they stand for. Um, Coming over from another universe, the bonus is that you get to bring over characters who already have all of their powers and they're established and they already have relationships with each other. But you then have to like clumsily explain that in maybe five or ten minutes in a movie. Yeah, I, I think I think you need a clean break. I think literally you just need to hire a whole brand new bunch of people. Like it worked for X-Men First Class. I mean, they were the same characters, but they were also completely different people playing them. And I think they did really well. Like that casting is really good with James McAvoy and Fassbender, like that, and Jennifer Lawrence. Like those three alone are perfectly cast. That's so, the thing. Like, what, what are you gonna say? I was gonna say like the idea of you know casting another Magneto and another Mystique and another Professor X and another Beast. Like it's it's gonna be hard. Um, for though, like whoever is cast in those roles, because as you said earlier, like fans have favorite versions of those characters already, and they have quite a large pool of actors who portrayed those characters to pick from between all the different movies that there's been over the years. And also, do you think they could get it right again? I know, I know, Disney and Marvel own everybody, and they could just get any actor they wanted, but. Like, Patrick Stewart and James McAvoy, perfectly cast. Ian McKellen, Fassbender, perfectly cast. Back-to-back. Very, it's not very often you get back-to-back 
perfect casting of the same character. So can they go for three in a row, but in a different universe? I, 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 I probably is the answer there because you know they, they, as you say, they do own everyone and everything, and they have all the money that they can ever throw at a project. Mm. Um, but I, I don't really have any ideas of who you could pick. Maybe you go with an unknown that like they're not this famous established actor or anything like that. Um, maybe that's the way to go about it. Do they bring in Wolverine? Hmm. Mm, indeed, I see he has the biggest name recognition, but also if you don't bring in Hugh Jackman, is it worth it? I I mean, it, see, they could, like, they have an opportunity here that it could be, you know the way there's always big news about the latest Bond casting, or the latest Batman or Superman casting? yeah. Imagine being the next Wolverine. Like, yeah. that's enough press on its own to sell a movie. And they'll have to hire Carol Urban. So, I mean, we've already cast him. We've already cast Carol Urban in the role, that's true. <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, I'd like to see Carol Urban in that role. Um, would you go with the classic uh, tall, handsome Wolverine, or do they fully commit to five-foot, hairy, prick Wolverine? Oh, make him an absolute mess of a man um, <laughs> yeah, just just awful to be around <laughs> also I don't think Carl Urban could do it because he's Scourge in Thor oh yeah shit oh Carl you signed your up self up too early <laughs> you should have held out for the wolf um, <laughs> you should have you should have known 10 years down the line did buy Fox I, you should have planned ahead Carl let's be honest now, yeah that's oh, that's poor form from Carl now to be honest with you I do think, like, don't make him be... Don't make Wolverine be handsome Hugh Jackman uh, in these new movies. Let him have a bit of, like, roughness to him. Um, And also, I don't think they should make Wolverine the main character. Because he was the main character of, like, nine films. No, I I think people are... People were okay with that because it was Hugh Jackman. But I feel like Wolverine needs to move to the further back of the line. Now... It really should be Professor X versus Magneto, and then Professor X is like has all of these kids that are all going through issues, and they're like his team that he's using to try and save the world repeatedly. Like you have seven Spider Men all at once. Yeah, like it is mad the amount of power that exists within, you know, X Men and the mutant community kind of thing, and it just doesn't exist in the MCU at the minute. Um. It's, do you do the Avengers versus the X-Men? That would be a great way of like... See, I think you do that eventually, but don't go like full Batman and Superman on it and just do it as the second film where the mutants are. <laughs> no, I'm thinking first film. First film, right out of the gate. S- starts, the movie starts, opens up, you've got Thor there, and he's like, oh man, I'm so handsome, wow, I'm having a great time on Ragnarok too. Uh, Patrick Stewart turns up knife, stabs him straight in the back. He's dead, right? Thor is just dead. Movie starts with Avengers versus X-Men. Like, it's... We haven't seen too much of, like, post-snap MCU. uh, Like, post-everyone coming back. It is possible that the snap emitted enough radiation to mutate certain people, right? Yeah, and, and maybe it's only the people that disappeared, and maybe when they come back... 
some of their mutant genes are brought out. That that could be it. You know that because they were broken down and then re put back together, their genes aligned in a certain way. Their gene um, greys aligned in a certain way. Their dark phoenix aligned in a certain way. <laughs> Do dark phoenix number one again. Out of the gate, I want dark phoenix, Out all right? Gate. I don't want any backstory. No context. Just give me gene grey going mad. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they handle it. They're, they have a lot of plates to juggle at the minute with, like, the multiverse stuff, um, all of the like, we have to get like a proper Mandarin movie that's coming out in July. Uh, all of the Disney Plus series that are coming out that have to tie into everything. Like, there's a lot of moving parts in this, um, and I'm hoping that none of those parts fall off. But I think there's probably so many moving parts that even if one slightly falters, the others will just pick it up and just keep going. Uh, yeah, I also don't think that should be a, a safety net that they have. Just like, ah, we'll get it in the next one. I don't think that's a good okay, mindset yeah, when yeah. making a, a, a series run. No, I th- I think, yeah, for for one division, like that's a good start. You also have Loki, you've got um, the Winter Soldier and Bucky. Like, or the Winter Soldier and Bucky. <laughs> There's the Winter Soldier and Falcon. Um, you've got like all of those series coming out along with all the movies. Like 2021, they're going absolutely hard at. So halfway through the year, if they're knocking it out of the park and then they're like, we're also doing an X-Men movie next year uh, or in, probably in 18 months. Like the whole world will just be like, oh yeah, let's fucking go. Like the, whole, the momentum is there and you can definitely see it pick it up. So... I'm just interested to see what to do. They have the New Mutants plan. Not New Mutants, I should say. Jesus. They have <laughs> the Mutants plan. New Mutants, different movie altogether. We do not want that. <laughs> Please, no. Um, so, yeah, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. What a, what a week of news. It was a packed owl week. Uh, hopefully was, nothing comes week. out between today and tomorrow. Um, mm. But... Look, we'll, if if that happens, we'll catch it next week. It'll be fun. New X-Men trailer dropping in four hours. Oh, no. Yes, that is so weird. Great mind sync alike. God, we are so in sync. Um, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie bah, Mondays. Bah, bah. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero or Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks goes out to all of our patrons over on Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast if you want to support us over there. And as always, uh, I am legally and morally obligated to read out any name that anyone writes in um, for the Patreon. So I'm just going to rattle through them here now. Um, So Waffles, insert something funny here. Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Snyder cut my hair, Bernie, Raymond, (laughs) Amethyst Realms ex-King, Roisin, yeah. still not quite sure who the Eternals are. Can someone explain them to me, Hallie? Just really quickly, uh, Sean. Um, Roisin's after raising another good point. You're not there doing once this again. every week. <laughs> Go on. Uh, Ryan, Satron, Paint, Evanson, Sean, Connor's a dummy. Sphere for a head, Jamieson. Now this sounds like me just saying this, but Sean did specifically message the podcast saying to take out the Connor's a dummy bit, but now it just I feel like now, I should have told you this before recording, now it just feels like I'm panicking and trying oh. to defend myself. No, look the Google Doc is edited, I'll be verifying uh, that that message actually exists but for okay. now. He actually said Sean is a dummy. Um, thank you to Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Hooks for Hans Hill Roos, 
and little Dicky, Weird Al says to just eat it, McGrew. <laughs> <laughs> little Dicky never disappoints. So <laughs> keeping it fresh all the time. <laughs> Always, always keeping it fresh. So, um, yeah, so I think that's it for another week, Sean. I think that's about it, Connor. So, I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Mead. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.